Hey there, Black Mom Diaries. On today's episode, we're going to be visiting with wife, mother, and truth-seeking naturopath, Miss April Stewart. Get your pen and notepad ready, because you're going to want to take a lot of notes. Up next on the Black Mom Diaries. Hey, this is Patricia. And I am LaTanya, coming in late like (laughs) usual. What was going on? Like I had a brain. What just happened there? I was like, what is my name? What is my name? <laughs> I was waiting for you, but I I have to tell you, in the in the few seconds, I was kind of sort of agonizing, like, should I say something? Like, should I call 911? Because her face is fine. Yeah. <laughs> she okay? No, she with us? I'm, I'm doing awesome. How's it going today? How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. Um, we've had some late nights at my house. And mm-hmm. I think I've mentioned before that my daughter does not like to sleep. She is our night owl. She Mm -hmm. loves keeping late night hours. And I think that it is catching up with her. (laughs) Whoa. Cleaned. Yeah, I know. Right. I'd never thought that I would say that, but we had our carpet cleaned yesterday. And Uh so, um, the night before we had to get everything out of the way. And then, um, she loves to stay up late, but she will sleep in like a college student. Mm. So she didn't get the luxury of sleeping in yesterday Whoa. we were up mm-hmm. at 6 30 in the morning and she was not happy <laughs> so she went and, to bed late and then you woke her up early she was up until like one one o'clock in the morning yeah I would be and yes I try I have tried everything so if anybody out there has any advice please help I've tried everything I don't know uh, I, I never had that issue I always <laughs> it's not an issue it's just something that some kids do I hear I hear I've never had that my kids uh when they were your daughter's age um they would fall asleep because I put them in bed at 7 30 every night mm. I don't care what you do wow. you talk to me after 7 30 mm-hmm. so we'd be in the car some nights and they'll just be you just look at 7 30 wow. like, it was like head nods all the time and then even now maybe 9 9 30 even the 12 year old sometimes just goes to bed by herself just like wow. what a dream know, good night mama <laughs> my nine-year-old he'll he'll get now the youngest one the nine-year-old will say isn't it time for us to go to bed and my youngest <laughs> one is like no we're still we're still playing games you know you can hear him trying to whisper but I don't know I mean they just they they just go I don't that's know that's so nice yeah it, I- it is pretty nice well, my older one is a sleeper. Um, it's hard to get him in the bed because he's like, I don't want to go to sleep. Why do adults get to stay up late? Um, but when he gets in the bed, he his head hits the pillow and he's out. Um, my daughter, though, when we transitioned her into a toddler bed, after that, it was game over. She just wouldn't go to sleep. Um, I would have to sit with her and sometimes it was like hours Mm-hmm. And she would finally go to sleep. And I got to the point where I was just like, I can't do this every night. I, I will confess that I use melatonin. And then I was just Ooh. like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this because I don't want them to be dependent. And my son really doesn't need it, but I don't want her to be dependent on something. I, knew, so. I didn't know what melatonin was, though. I, it's I never supposed knew to be a natural way sleep uh-huh. assistant. So I just, uh, that, it just, something with giving that to them just made me feel really uncomfortable. And so I just decided that I wasn't going to do it anymore. And we were just in that season, but Mm -hmm. 
you know so, what? So is it like, so it's not like Benadryl? Because that's no, all I heard. No, okay. no, I'm not, uh-uh, <laughs> no, I will not give my kid, hello. I mean, yeah, but we're not, that's another, that's another. Um, well, I heard about Benadryl. <laughs> I never actually, used it, you know. Yeah, I I, and you know, I know people do that. Um, and actually, I said that's another podcast, but maybe it kind of sort of falls in line with what we're talking about today. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, maybe it does, you know, so we have a guest today who we got who we got you know i don't know i don't know this guest really well honestly i was just um <laughs> looking on the internet a little bit and i uh went went into this class and there just happened to be these amazing people in there and then i met <laughs> this wonderful person named april D. Stewart, you know, April is a wife, mom of three boys, which includes her dog, which I love seeing pictures of. She is a truth seeker who takes a holistic approach to healing the body and soul, mostly through meditation, whole foods, and essential oils. Her neuropathic journey began when her oldest son was diagnosed with asthma and a host of different medications were being prescribed by doctors. That's scary. An ER visit changed her life and shifted, and a shift began a natural organic path to health and wellness. Everybody, everybody, <laughs> welcome into the Black Mama Sphere room. <laughs> April. Woo! Welcome come to the in. show. <laughs> He said, come on hey, in, come on ladies. in. What's up? Hey. Hi. Hey. Y'all, she look as live as she sound, y'all. She look as live What a great intro. Thank you, thank you. Yes, welcome to the show. I am so glad that you're here. Um, uh, we got to know each other over a year of getting to know a lot about ourselves. And... I feel like uh, we have a bond, whether it will it last, whether it lasts over lifetimes, this lifetime, um, just a magnetic pull to um, each other. And I am so glad that you accepted the invitation to be on this show. So we're talk we're talking about um, the natural life, the things that. Um, are good for us. So we're not mm-hmm. talking about artificial uh, things that we could just go to over the counter tools. We want to get we want to get real natural today. Okay. You know. Okay. Yeah. I like so, it. I like it. So tell us, uh, tell us, April, a little bit um, more about this ER visit um, that was in your bio. I don't quite remember at what age my oldest was diagnosed in air quotes with asthma. I would say probably at like two or three years old. And um, there was a shift in the weather. So it was like nice. And then like the storm was coming in and he had this coughing fit, cough, cough, coughing, coughing, coughing. Mm-hmm. And um, I had picked him up from his grandmother's because she would, you know, take the boys, hang out with them, play with them. And us parents can have some time off. 
and um, maybe he was older. He's probably like four. And so we, I picked him up and I'm like, what, what in the world is going on? And so I was kind of in the process of working with my girlfriend and her baby daddy's mama. <laughs> that sounds crazy. And trying to find natural ways to help this, this cough that's triggered by either dust or weather, um, pretty much environmental for the most part. And so we rushed him to the ER and uh, we sat in the ER forever. No one saw us, we just sat there. And um, he fell asleep, coughing stopped, fell asleep. So they finally sent us to the back and the ER doctor said, hey, you know, we kind of do this for non-urgent uh, situations to see how the child responds to clean air. We have air pumping through the waiting room. Typically, if it's a non-asthmatic response, the child will calm down naturally and then, you know, we'll do some further investigation. And so the doctor had asked us, hey, do you want to... Uh, x-ray. We can see if this is a really an asthmatic response by giving him an x-ray. My husband's like, no, no. I'm like, nope, we're paying for the ER visit. We're going to have this x-ray. He comes back. Nothing is in his lungs. Clean as a whistle. Lovely, beautiful lungs. And so the ER doctor stated, well, you know, I, I don't want, <laughs> he, he treaded very lightly. He was like, well, I don't want to discount what the other doctor said, but I don't think it's what you think it is. And so from there, we started to really take a look at what he was eating um, and situations at school, stress, things like that, that will cause this reactive response. Okay. So you begin to look for things, um, that he, that you could adopt into his lifestyle. Like, correct. right. It wasn't like, let me find this, this medication for him. Let no, us we, Mm -mm. We actually stopped all medications, cold turkey. We stopped. Um, there was one medication that the doctor had prescribed, but we didn't feel um, because we were doing research on it and we didn't like the side effects. And so once we left the ER, we're like, we're going to, we're just going to get rid of everything. Unless it's critical, we'll do the buterol treatment. He had like a in-home I can't think of the name of what it's called, but um, we would do breathing treatments at home. And um, when my youngest was born, the, the pediatrician had stated that they actually like doing a buterol treatments for any child that's uh, congested, because what happens is that the buterol will get into the lungs, loosen up all the mucus, and now the child can expel it um through coughing or whatever and so um you know we decided that we it was a good idea for us to keep it and if we got into a situation that we needed to use it then we have it and we can we can do what we need to do so did you ever see anyone else think outside of the hospital treatment it was that any was there anyone that you had ever seen do this before 
Yeah, so after the ER visit, we went on a like a a witch hunt, <laughs> literally a witch hunt for naturopathic doctors, alternative medicine um, professionals who would treat children. So I live in Chicago. You would think that it wouldn't be a big problem. Well, we found out that there's really not a lot of alternative medicine doctors who work on children under the age of 13. Um, and so what we, we found was an acupuncturist. Um, he focused on um, Chinese herbs um, and like um, cupping and stuff like that. And so we made an appointment with him um, to get him assessed and to see what he thought could be done that did not include modern medicine. So I have a question about that. Um, and if we can, okay, I have a couple questions. What is cupping? Because um, I think I, I think we know what it is, but some of our listeners may not know. So can you explain that? And then what did the assessment look like? Yep, so we had already made dietary changes, for example, anything that caused mucus. And so we pretty much weaned him off of milk um, because he loved milk. And I knew that that was really not the best thing for him to have um, and cheese. And he wasn't a super large meat eater. And so when we went into the office, we, you know, he pretty much asked us, well, what does his diet look like? And so we explained that we were on this dietary journey of mixing out dairy, uh, which was, I felt like one of his biggest um, roadblocks. Um, and then he talked about things like, well, how's his experience at school? We had already started uh, therapy for him. Um, because one of the other things that I had kind of thought was um, if he could not communicate well with adults or when things were stressful, then that would also trigger a larger response on the coffee because it's stress. So now the stress is building up along with this allergic reaction to whatever's going on. And so to alleviate the stress, uh, we had him do therapy um, to be able to communicate and loosen uh, his voice, free his voice. Interesting. Um, yeah. And so, um, you know, he asked us like around the time of the year, um, did this coughing happen? And um, ironically, it was always usually, you know, they would advise that we would give him the flu shot. And so if he got the flu shot, he would be sick from post flu shot all the way through on and off, not consistently, but on and off until like the end of March. And since I live in Chicago, you know, the weather gets dry, it gets cold. And so once the weather starts to warm up, then he miraculously, miraculously gets better. And so he was like, okay. Um, and so he did the acupuncture treatment first, gave him maybe one or two needles um, just to see where his threshold was for having a needle 
on him, right? Um, and once he was able to work up some more needles, um, then they added, he added cupping. And cupping is exactly what you would envision. It's a cup. And usually um, what they do is put those cups on your back in certain locations. And usually uh, for him, since it was all lung, then it would be placed on your back opposite of your lungs. Um, and it's a suction. So they kind of put the cups on and they suck it up in your skin. I mean, it looks kind of weird. You know, yeah. I, I'm glad he couldn't see it because he probably mm-hmm. would have like, Mm-hmm. cried and ran out the door uh, yeah <laughs> it leaves so like these it. big deep spots yeah and your skin is kind of raised mm-hmm. and so um he gradually would increase the pressure um based off of his response right and so that was really great where the therapy would come into play because he could actually communicate hey this is too much and not feel like he needed to appease a, an adult right and just deal with pain And so over time, um, when we started to do it consistently, the acupuncture and the cupping along with diet, stress, being focused on exercise um, and building those lungs up, uh, the alternative medicine actually worked much faster and much easier. And so I remember this one time he started coughing. I said, oh, let me call the doctor. Let's see if we can get an appointment same day. We get an appointment same day. And so he's like, okay, I'm ready for him. And then he puts a garbage can underneath his face because he's face down for the cupping. And I'm like, uh, what's the garbage can for? And he's like, oh, he might experience some drainage. And I'm like, that much for a garbage can? He was like, that much for a garbage can. So, so cupping that- produced that draining drainage? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. So the first, the first time it didn't, it didn't nothing happen. And so he said, look, um, I want to call you tomorrow, see how he's doing and get you back in um, as soon as possible. And so he called, I was like, yeah, he's still coughing. He's like, okay, bring him in tomorrow. Bring him in tomorrow, did the same thing, but he did not put the garbage can underneath his face. And probably he was probably laying there maybe for a minute or so. And he's like, mama, my nose, my nose. I'm like, what, what? He's like, it's running. And so I grabbed the garbage, put it underneath his face. And all you saw was like all the mucus what? draining out of his nose. Yes. Wow. Yes. Um, <laughs> that, and so, that I is- mean... Crazy. That would make me a believer. <laughs> and, and that didn't happen the first time when he put the garbage can under him the first time, but then you went back and it just all started coming out. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And it actually kind of scared me because I'm like, this isn't in our minds, in our human minds, we're thinking, I'm thinking that's not natural. <laughs> yeah. And then when the doctor came in, he reassured me that it's working. Um, it's okay. My son was exhausted. Mm. He was completely out of it. We gave him some water. The doctor looked at him. He didn't say anything. And he goes, well, you know, he might be out of it for the car ride home, but he'll snap right out. Hmm. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. okay. Yeah. If that's the only side effect. For another I'll ER visit. <laughs> no, well, I mean, if that's the only side effect, you know, you, you, you see these commercials, that, you know, the side effects of medication. <laughs> 
cost more, you know, it's more than what you eventually, you know, that you had. Um, You know, I have so many things that I want to ask, but this one is, this question is popping up. So, you know, this type of medicine, like I would never, I never thought of acupuncture because I don't like needles. My mom, mine wouldn't, I would have just told my husband to take them because I'm, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, it hurts. But I do understand that, you know, how they place the needles and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But to a person, one, such as myself, I grew up seeing my aunt go in the kitchen and whip up stuff. And she has this, I love to call it this magical potion. My daughter had a, a, a some type of um it wasn't asthma but it was very chessy cough mucusy thing when she was younger and we lived in Miami and I didn't have any type of allergies neither did my husband and it actually it she was two up until she was two when we moved to Texas we never saw it again but we had to do breathing treatments and everything but my aunt sent me this little mixture in the mail that I would heat it up put it on her chest and her back and it it worked for adults too, but it just it it worked so well. And I was like, why don't they bottle this stuff up and sell it? You know. But for a person that may not can afford, let's say that, especially some of us moms that I'm saying us moms, but some of us moms that can't in afford that type of treatment. Um, do you have anything that you know of that can be done other than other than going that route? Yeah, I mean, it takes longer. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I wouldn't discount the thought of saying, oh, I can't afford the treatment. Right. Because right. my insurance covers the treatment. And also yeah. depending on where you live, um, they might offer reduced treatments based off of income. Hmm. So where we live and, you know, I mean, how many people advertise it? Probably none. If you don't know somebody who knows somebody who actually talks to people, you wouldn't know. And that's kind of uh, what I was hinting at, April. I didn't mean to cut yeah. you off because most people don't know that their insurance can cover this type of, you know, these types of treatments. That was yeah. definitely where I was going. Thank you for going there. Also, um, we have um, a business, a Black-owned business, um, not too far from me in Brownsville, and they offer community Sundays. And so you can get free treatments um, during their community Sundays. They do free yoga. And so it's really allowing the community exposed to um alternatives to go then going to a doctor and being more proactive about their health um mm-hmm. so you know we were doing other things too like the chest rubs and um things like that and so I would say you kind of definitely need to look at everything holistically you just can't really do one thing if it's chronic you might have to do multiple things Um, to make that work. So like right now, so after that whole nose drainage thing, um, he's never had the same experience after that. 
He's never had the chronic coughing. Uh, and I won't say that he was magically cured, but now as I've learned more, you know, if you have um, a lot of, I don't want to say disease buildup, but if you have a lot of uh, toxins in your body and you need mm -hmm. to release it all, sometimes it takes more than one or two tries to get that done. Um, so like right now I keep mullen tea in my cabinet mm -hmm. and I love it for kids because it's, um, it's a herb. Um, we make it as a tea. It doesn't have like a really big flavor or anything like that. You can put some really organic honey in it, a little bit of sugar to sweeten it up for the kids if they can't do it plain. And it helps with cold, flu, respiratory issues. And so that is my go-to for kids. Um, so when I see something kind of coming up, then we have our tea. Uh, yeah. We have it for about three days and um, they're usually all good to go. Right. That's good. Thank you for that. Um, yeah. So after this, how, when did you start to, and I didn't, I, I, you didn't mention that it wasn't serious bef before, but when did you really start to kind of jump into knowing and learning more about yeah, um, so, neuro, natural path? Yeah. Saying neuro, oh my gosh, natural. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> It's okay. I mess it up too. Natural. Uh, <laughs> see, that you always want to say naturopathy, but uh -huh. it's more like naturopathy. Naturopathy. It's like it's like, it's like uh. one of those like tongue tangly teasery. Yes, yes, yes. Titles. So is it naturopathy? Is that how you is that how you say it? Yeah, my professor is so much smoother with it. I usually oh, just okay. say naturopathy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a Midwesterner, so we say uh, things a certain way. So yeah, it so yeah. it depends uh, on where you are, how it how it. Comes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> and so once I saw um, the effectiveness of you know the acupuncture, and we were doing some Chinese herbs, and um, really going down that road. Um, and, you know, me and my husband, we were always into vitamins and supplements and food and things like that. We really started looking at labels and mixing, throwing certain things out, never buying it again, because we just figured the chemicals were um, causing an issue. And so kind of in the, in the midst of doing all of that, I was doing some ancestry work. Um, trying to find out, you know, my lineage, where we were originally from, things like that. And somehow, some way, I tripped over the spirit doula. Um, algorithms, blame YouTube algorithms. Mm -hmm. She came into my life and I go, wow, you know, she's pretty interesting. She talks about crystals and spirituality, herbs mm -hmm. and I don't know, I was just called to say, you know, I need to investigate this. And so she had a class, I hemmed and hawed on it, missed the first class, <laughs> it was sold out. I don't know, I don't remember how fast it sold out. It sold out. Yeah, and it was so I was quick. like, it, I was like, damn, I missed it. <laughs> I was like, so I promised myself if she had another class, I was gonna jump on board mm -hmm. because I knew the power of 
your thoughts um, mm -hmm. and how your thoughts control your health. Um, yes. You know, my mom died when I was young and when I was 13. And during the course of her illness and her passing away, I saw different things with the mind, right? Mm -hmm. You kind of go from, oh, shit, I have cancer, right? And then sometimes you feel like you have a death sentence, okay? And back then it was like the 80s. It probably was a death sentence, but um, it didn't have to be. And so since in her mind, it was a death sentence and they gave her five, uh, no more than five years to live, she kind of gave up. So she did have the original treatment. And then like two years later, it came back um, in her lymph nodes and she didn't want to have any treatment. And mm -hmm. so you can kind of see how giving up ultimately resulted in her death. Mm. And um, I have other you know, family members and friends that I've seen, I've seen this happen to. But at the same token, I've seen that totally opposite to say, I'm going to beat this. This is nothing, right? So I already knew the power of the mind and the power of the spirit and what it could do. So I jumped on that second class. She offered it. I jumped on it. I think, oh, I didn't pay my money right away. I did month to month, but uh, <laughs> I jumped on it. <laughs> and from there, you know, you, you know, it was all about the, the path of finding yourself, Mm -hmm. See why you're here on this earth. I've always wondered, like, why, why am I going through all this rigmarole? Why am I dealing with, you know, why am I in Chicago? Why am I, you know, mm -hmm, with this mm -hmm. particular family? And through that class, I figured out that, uh, A, my family's probably indigenous to the States. Mm -hmm. And uh, one thing that I learned was that my next teacher needed to be also from indigenous to the states and okay. um you know i kind of went down the herbal path and bought all her herbs spent all my money right. her kids know me everybody knows me it was hard house. that was hard to get away <laughs> from it i know i know yeah i know I, so, it was hard. so you now have a an instructor you are you in another class now i, I have another yep i'm in another class and it's wow. all about uh, holistic health and really, I don't want to say healing the mind, body, and spirit because you really want to grab someone before they're sick. Mm -hmm. You really want to help people stay well. Right. Because once you become sick, now it's a whole lot harder and it yeah. takes a longer time more layers so, to uncover more layers to more, kind of dig back and then we can get to the issue yeah, yeah yeah exactly so i mean the perfect example is my son right so you get so far down into the rabbit hole now you have to pull back all the layers to push him back up and to build his immune system up to the point where the weather can change. Some dust can come fly in his face. Um, I don't know. He can be exposed to certain things and not have a, a response, a physical response to it. Yeah. Stress. He can he can go through a disappointment 
and not start coughing because sometimes wow. that will happen too. Yeah, that is, that's so great. You put put a spotlight on that mindset. Um, kids go through a lot, sometimes more than adults, and and it's very important to keep their mind in a place where it. You know, I've seen kids that had that had a mindset and it affected their whole body. And then once they got out of that environment, it was uh, really different, uh, a different uh, child almost. It, she looked different. She, act, you know, everything kind of was better for them. But I want to go to how do the people around you, what do they think of this path? that you're on what what do you do you receive any judgment because I know me and sometimes I get side eye look um I did the same class at you that's where we met and I love herbs and you know I've called I've texted you it's like should I put this in here and I love uh, uh, I like putting a whole lot of stuff in you, you probably would you tell me let you know less is better but I'm like throwing the mulling in, I'm putting elderberry, I'm putting all these other things in. And I'm like, every time my kids have something going on, I'm like, let me make you a tea, you know? And- um, <laughs> Teachers <laughs> all. Yeah, it's like, or let me get some oils and put it on you. We're not even talking about my peppermint oil incident with my son, but- um, <laughs> Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. oh, girl. And so um, they'll, they, they come to me now and they're like, mom, you got a tea, you know, or something like that. But my family on the outside, they're always calling me. They're always asking me, but they're all on medication. I don't understand why they still call me, but they call me. Um, and then I'll get one, a particular family, family member that say, I don't know why you just don't take them kids to the doctor. And I was like, well, they're never sick. So I don't know, you know, I don't have to do that. So what, what are the people around you? What do they think about what you do? Yeah, I mean, I think initially we kind of got the, oh, just use the inhalers and just fill the prescription. And once we kind of resist it and it's like, no, you know, like we don't want a zombie of, of a kid or like long-term, we don't want this for him. And so it was really a process, but once they saw him improve and not have any issues, they're like, huh, maybe there's something to this. And so I get absolutely really no resistance from um, family members in regards to that, maybe what's going on right now, uh, <laughs> globally, uh, yeah. People are <laughs> blinded and don't understand <laughs> certain things. And, you know, you try to explain it, but ultimately you either believe or you don't, right? Right. So mm -hmm. I, I think that maybe surface things, they're like, okay, you know, thanks for helping me with my cough. But, uh, you know, my brother, I kind of think he was exposed and I did give him um, some recommendations of taking some vitamin D, um, the purest form of coconut water he could find. And um, I gave him some Moringa tea, which is like your daily multivitamin. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I had some bone broth. Uh, we belong to a, a, far, a co-op, a meat co-op. Mm-hmm. And so there are certain things that I buy from there and that includes bone broth. And so I had some bone broth. I kind of doctored it up, fixed it up, gave it to him. And I told him, you have to drink the whole thing in one sitting. Like, don't put it in a refrigerator. You have to drink it. And he he got better. He was fine. I, I don't know if it was the next day. I didn't talk to him the next day, but he didn't call me. So I figured he was good. And so it knocked it, it, knocked it out. So did he think that he had something more? Probably not. Do I think he had something more? I think he did. Mm. Uh, but because he didn't have that stuck in his head, you know, he was fine. But, you know, he still he still went along the path that I didn't think that he was going to take ultimately, you know. So mm-hmm. we'll see mm. how long-term effects right. and will anything natural be able to help that? You know, at least I'll have the schooling and the toolkit to at least try and help yeah that's awesome I want to say I'm sorry oh go ahead no, I'm just I was just over. gonna go say ahead. oh no that's okay um <laughs> I have just been a a learner today so I appreciate that time to sit and listen I I did want to say that that is incredible that you haven't had as much uh pushback from your family I think that's great um and that says something I I want to ask Um, Because I think about just, you know, the perspective of certain people. And I know like sometimes people are very impatient, especially when it comes to their children. How, or I guess, what would you say to, to those individuals? Because I know that, and I, not Patricia, but you know, there's, there's evidence, air quotes, that you can take a pill, like you can take your kid to the hospital, to the doctor get a prescription and in a couple hours they're getting better versus going the holistic route and having to take, you know, having it take a little bit more time and really just having to sit to wait and see how it, how it turns out. Um, What, I guess, words of encouragement would you say to um, the moms that might be feeling that, because I know like for myself, I could see myself being like, okay, this isn't working. You know, it's not, uh, it's not working. So I need, I need my kid to get better now. What words of encouragement would you say to somebody that is like me in that way? Yes. The society has definitely, uh, created this. I got to have it now. I got to do it now. Um, you know, a lot of what I do, I do manifest a lot of things. I, if I feel anxious about quick results, I pretty much, you know, ask my ancestors, my spirit guides, God, whoever you want to call to and say, help me calm down because my stress goes to that child. Absolutely. And so as, That's so as, good. Absolutely. As mothers, like the dog is with me the dog (laughs) is with me because I am the pack leader and so as moms we have to understand that we're the pack leader not to not to compare us to animals (laughs) but we are the pack leader we have the power and if more moms understood that then you will have more control over your situation your mind your thoughts 
and where that energy goes. So when you're stressed out, mommy, the child feeds off of that stress. Mm. Okay. And so I think the biggest struggle that I had was calming down dad mm-hmm. and grandma <laughs> and other people to say, look, he's okay. Like we're not sitting in the hospital. We're sitting at home mm-hmm. and having, you know, I didn't care if we took a day to day by day approach and say, okay, well, he's not going to go to school. Well, what about tomorrow? I don't know. Like we'll see tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And so if you're actively working on improving your child's health and, you know, ultimately your health too, because if, you know, if your child is sick, that's not helping you either. You're probably right. going to get sick too. Um, someone, uh, I just found something earlier today. It says, you don't catch sickness. You develop it from inside your own body. And that is true. So Mm -hmm. mamas, you have to just take a chill pill, not, not a real chill pill, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) well, there's a tea for the chill pill. There's a tea tea for the chill pill. Take a chill tea, drink a a chill tea. Take a chill tea, go get you some blue Lotus, make yourself a tea, calm down and, and just pray about it, meditate on it manifest what you would like to see happen right Mm -hmm. manifest that you know your baby's gonna be okay this is easy breezy right you're putting good wholesome good stuff into their body and they Mm -hmm. then this good wholesome healthy stuff is going to heal them from the inside out and it'll happen Mm -hmm. and you know consult other consult other people who've had success in healing their kids or you know, if you don't have time, you're a working mom, you don't have time to make elderberry syrup. You know, there's sources in probably mm-hmm. every major city where you can get elderberry syrup. You can get sea moss if the kid's going, if the kid can take the sea moss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hide mine. Yes. I give it oh my to goodness. my kids in their shapes. So, yeah. Yep. In Chicago, we can get some flavored sea moss. So you can definitely hide it. You can get flavored sea moss that has Mm -hmm. like, you know, they've done all the work for you. Um, There's sea moss capsules. There's, um, you know, like the vitamin D3 that we use is a liquid form. And it's um, faster. Liquids are always easier for your body to absorb. Mm -hmm. It tastes like absolutely nothing. We Mm -hmm. would... I could put it in a shot glass and say, here, drink your, drink your D. And he would drink it. It, it tastes like absolutely nothing. I, I, I mean, it kind of tastes a little lemony, but yeah. um, very okay. tolerable. So you have to just know your kid and what they can and cannot tolerate. You find what works, ask questions, ask another mom or a holistic mm-hmm. uh, clinician or naturopath or someone, hey, what can I, what can I use? and allow them to help you so what i hear you saying is um build a community and also take it little by little you know if you were talking to a mom that was transitioning to this lifestyle you know i you know go out and buy all of this this and that no eating the whole elephant right because honestly I i had to develop confidence in myself that I can do it because one, I have to think that I can do it first. 
mm-hmm. you know, before I give it or do it or give it to my kids. Like when they say, mom, I have a headache. All right. Well, I know breathing exercises and water help that. That's just in it. And because I am just saying for me, I'm not a healthcare, but I just know my kids, they got this little short breathing thing going on. So that's a whole nother education. So I tell them, take a couple of deep breaths. And did you drink enough water today? Well, actually I didn't. Okay. So let's do that. But developing the confidence and then having a community around you is what I really hear um, uh, for someone who really, who want to go this route, who really want to, to, um, get really natural. And we're not talking about, a, you know, a broken leg type thing, but you know, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, I, you, you almost have to trust your intuition, right? Yeah. So, um, whatever first step you think is the easiest. So for example, drinking more water, if you feel as though that's the easiest first step, drink more water. Be conscientious of how much water um, that your kid is drinking. Uh, my kids used to love apple juice. And so what we started to do was dilute the apple juice. We kept diluting that stupid apple juice until it tasted <laughs> like water. And so, and so to switch into water, it was easy breezy. Um, because we diluted the apple juice. And then I think I probably switched to like, uh, infused fruit and eventually just plain water. And so now they drink plain water all the time. Um, but as little ones, as toddlers, and you're going to daycare and preschooling, you know, all that stuff, you can't control everything as a parent. Um, by the time they got into kindergarten, they that's all they were drinking was nothing but water um what we did we um first started to take a look at our food and see what things we could change first so um getting a membership in that co-op because my family is still meat eaters I probably eat the least amount of meat um throughout the week we changed our quality of our meat our dairy and our eggs because they still love bacon and eggs. <laughs> they still wanted to have their milk and stuff like that. And so we switched to raw milk, free, like literally free range eggs. We went to visit one of the farms and chickens were just running around everywhere. Um, so we knew that the, <laughs> the eggs were good. And unfortunately, when they don't need the chickens anymore, we might be getting them um, as frozen, you know, chicken. <laughs> um, yeah so seeing where your food comes from and understanding the process yeah then you then it really helps you open up your eyes and then you can take other steps to clean clean up your diet yeah that's good I know as we uh wrap up I really enjoy talking to you You know I really enjoy talking to you anytime um (laughs) I told you if we live next door, I'd be like, you know, I'd be right there. You know? <laughs> Girl, I'd be like, bring your kids over. <laughs> Girl, I know, I know, because you know, our kids are in the same age. We have kids the same age. So what is a quick remedy you can share with us? Something that's your go-to thing, something that's like, I know this is gonna work, pop, pop, it's over, it's good. Boom. The room lights up. <laughs> 
I know that was a little dramatic. But... <laughs> that was dramatic. I know, the I know, room, I know. The room lights the up. The room lights up, you know. Oh my goodness. What is what is something that you can share with us that's really, you know, something that you, you know, this is my thing. <laughs> Okay, I went, okay, so the teas are definitely my thing, right? But there's a lot of herbs you can make into a tea. But I will say the first time I made elderberry syrup, I was sold. Ooh. I was sold. I'm, I got the elderberries from our lovely website, Zoe Essentials. I had it on hand. I knew, okay, if a kid acts like they're going to, catch something I'm about to make the syrup <laughs> I made. I found a, I mean elderberry syrup is super easy to make I found a basic recipe I made it up one oh so how it all happened was uh, one of the kids the youngest kind of came down with something uh, was exposed to a family that had something uh, air quotes, something. And so, um, you know, he started, I can't remember what symptom that he had, but I was like, elderberry syrup, I'm going to make it, I'm going to give it to him. I gave that kid elderberry syrup three times a day for three days. He absolutely had no issues. He didn't have a runny nose. He looked like he was coming down. Like you could kind of tell with your kids when something's off. Right. I gave him that elderberry syrup three, three times a day, three, you know, three times a day for three days. I'm, I'm sold. Wow. So when cold, so when cold and flu season starts in like September, I'm going to make a batch. I'm going to leave it in a refrigerator and I'm going to have a handy. I think it lasts refrigerated for a few months. Oh, and wow. so, um, if push comes to shove, if I feel like people, kids around them are kind of coming down with things mm -hmm. I'm just gonna give everybody a spoonful of elderberry syrup before they go off to school here you go that's awesome yeah mm -hmm. yeah wow so uh, between the elderberry syrup and vitamin d3 especially for us black folks <laughs> and especially if you live in the northern climate where you cannot get outside for 20 oh, yeah, minutes and get mm -hmm. sun we're very deficient in vitamin d Mm -hmm. These kids don't get out to play as much as we did back in the day. Mm -hmm. um, give them, give them their D three too. Elderberry syrup and a D three. You should be good to go. Yeah, I think I got that recipe from you one time, but I'll be calling you again. For, <laughs> you, you know, know I'm it. wondering if you would be willing to share it with the community. Would you? I mean, oh, sure. Okay, yay. <laughs> oh sure. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have asked that because maybe she doesn't want to. But oh yeah. I'll, I'll even get the D3 that we like. Okay. Um, all right. That's great. really great for kids. And uh, Patricia, your yes. child. Okay. I know you want to wrap this up. <laughs> so we can we can wrap it up. We can do one of two things. We can wrap it up or uh -huh. I can give you recommendations for your baby who don't want to sleep. Uh, tell me, please, because there might be other moms out there with the same thing that I'm dealing with. So I let us let us hear it. Okay, so my youngest, he was a crib jumper. So oh, at some yeah. point we had, had to put him into the toddler bed because mm -hmm. he, was, he jumped out the crib and hit the ground. It was it was it was dramatic. 
And so he wouldn't want to go to sleep either. Mm -hmm. So we kind of had to Jimmy rig him inside his room so that he understood (laughs) it's bedtime. You cannot come out of your room, lay down. And so he would stay up until like midnight, but we just stayed consistent with Mm -hmm. this is the time that you need to be in the bed. The other thing I tried was lavender. Now lavender kind of, it's a hit or miss, right? Some kids have lavender and they, they have a lot of energy, jump through the roof, right? That's my daughter. Okay. (laughs) So (laughs) don't do that again. Okay. But, um, if there is another essential oil that you find kind of calms her down, Mm -hmm. we ended up getting a salt lamp and in the top of the salt lamp, they kind of have like this little, um, a little cup. And there's a light inside the salt lamp that kind of gently heats up whatever essential oil that's in the salt lamp. And so we use that. So you get the soft aura of the light. You have a gentle diffusing of the essential oil that's going to be in with some water. You have to put the, put the water in the little cup and put a few drops of essential oil. And that was mild enough for, um, baby not to go through the roof and say I'm not going to go to sleep until one o'clock in the morning (laughs) um but calming enough right the other thing is um I did learn that white noise is great and Uh so if you can get uh like a little radio or some kind of white noise device that you can play rain or Mm -hmm. like a fan there's all kinds of different sounds you can use White noise is actually very helpful for kids, for adults, for everyone. Um, Don't do music unless you know that your child can go to sleep to music. Preferably not with words like classical, jazz. Um, There's some meditation music on uh, like YouTube that plays Mm -hmm. all night for like 10 hours. Um, my nine-year-old loves those stations too. Mm-hmm. And if your baby can drink tea, so when we were trying to introduce our kids to tea, what I would do is make it iced. And so it wouldn't be hot. Mm-hmm. And I would definitely uh, recommend Rubus tea. It's kind of like a black tea, but it's not. It's spelled R-O-O-B-I-O-S. Okay. Um, my kids love Rubis tea. They could, they would drink that before they go to bed, take a bath, go to sleep. I mean, it was great. Um, or you can try chamomile tea and if you get chamomile tea, don't get the chamomile in the little tea bags, get it loose because then it's stronger and you can steep it longer and it'll still be okay. Uh, we did some research on tea bags. Tea bags are kind of bad. Oh, <laughs> Dep- wow. depending on what kind of tea bags they're using, it's probably best to use loose leaf whenever okay. possible. Yep. Okay. And so right. my kids started drinking tea at maybe the youngest, maybe at like two, and then the oldest wow. at four. They're about mm-hmm. two, two and a half years apart. Okay. And the, the tea would set the stage. You have your tea, you go through your nighttime ritual, you take your mm-hmm. bath, you read your story, it's time to go to bed, and eventually she'll go to sleep. 
go to bed earlier. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, I know that, thank you. Um, thank you for those alternatives. I really appreciate mm -hmm. that. And I know that for me today, it's been just really great to be able to sit back and listen and learn. I feel like I've learned a lot. Um, and I think that this has been really uh, valuable information um, just because, you know, I think that our world is, like you said, it's all about the now, now, now. Um, but it is so important to, our health is important, obviously. Uh, it's, it's, you know, nobody can uh, give you good health. Um, you get one life here. And I um, think that we just need to take care of it. Because if we don't take the time to take care of our health, then we're going to have to deal with other things. So yeah, it's been really great um, learning from you today. Um, I feel like I know you a little bit better. Um, I know that there's so much more to you. And I want to ask you, if I met you in a building and we had 30 seconds together on an elevator, how could I walk away from, from that experience feeling like this is who she is? 30 seconds. Oh, wow. Who are you in 30 uh, seconds? Well, first of all, you're going to see all the wild hair. You're, uh, oh, beautiful. You're see, your beautiful crown. Thank you. But you'll see me with a mask on. So you'll have to see my smile through my eyes. <laughs> and uh, you'll probably say, you know, this crazy talkative girl, how old is she? She can't, she's like my age. <laughs> nope, I'm older. <laughs> Will she ever shut up? No. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no. No, I I tend to attract people like in all kinds of weird places. I am talkative. I'm fun. I keep the I keep things light and lively and keep the spirit high. And so, um, you know, I always have a softness for helping people, no matter if it's in the workplace or if it's personal or if it's with your kids or your husband, I probably give too much advice. So usually I'll say, would you like the advice or would you not? And if you say no, then I'll keep my <laughs> mouth shut. If you say yes, then we can have a whole two hour conversation about whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you and i would me. be in the elevator all day yeah. <laughs> oh yeah we yeah, just we, be riding we, up and down yeah and then move to the coffee shop after or a tea shop <laughs> and be like yeah no, yeah yeah so. Mm -hmm. so april um i you know have access to you but how can anybody that wants to ask you any questions or find out more uh, just about some of the great things that you know and are still learning, you know, how can people get in touch with you? Yep, so I am mostly on Instagram. You can always DM me there at Miss April Danielle, M-S April, just like the month, Danielle, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-E. I am not on YouTube, although you will find me, find an account on YouTube. It's my kids stuff, so please <laughs> glaze over YouTube. And I'm on Facebook, same thing, MissAprilDanielle.com. Oh, Miss April Danielle. And then I have a blog that I just started 
MissAprilDanielle.com. So just remember Ms. April Danielle, do some searching around. You will find me. Uh, I am on Telegram also, um, April Stewart. Uh, you can find me there. Um, since it's not as censored, uh, I'll probably start posting more information on Telegram. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we want to thank you again for, for coming on and sharing your knowledge with us. You're welcome. Thanks for um, having me. Yeah, it's very, uh, it's, it's an honor. I'm telling you, you're, you're, you're a, an elder in the making. You know what I'm saying? Not because, you know, but, but you understand what I'm saying. Like, you know how you go to people and they just have this nice little smoky hut. No, we ain't gonna put you in. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait a second. Don't joke. My husband's like, please not put me in no tiny, tiny house somewhere in no man's land. I know you. We'll try it. I want a tiny home too, man. But okay, we will not get to talking because you know, the first time I had a conversation. I will be the old lady in a rocking chair. <laughs> those, our those first conversation lasted meditation. six hours, so we can't, wow. we can't even get started. <laughs> was it six hours? It was a long time. We was on that, that Zoom call forever. Those are the kind of friends you need to have. Well, thank you, yes, April, ma'am. for being on the show with us. Uh, guys, You're welcome. Yeah, thank you. Everybody, thank you so much for joining in today. If you love what you heard, please feel free to like, share, and subscribe. If you want to check us out on social media, you know, get, get connected with us. You can reach us by searching at Black Mom Diaries on all of the social media outlets, Facebook, search for us on uh, Black Mom Diaries. Instagram, search for us, Black Mom Diaries. Or Twitter, search for us, Black Mom Diaries. Black Mom Diaries. Black Mom Diaries. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, we want to hear from you. Feel free to email us at blackmomdiaries at gmail.com. What else? Am don't, I forget to, no, don't forget to write us a review. Yes. Come on, y'all. Write us a review. Show us some love. Show some love. In any way. In any way. But until next time, guys, I'm Patricia. And I am Latanya. Remember my name. Yay. Thank you for listening to the Black Mom Diaries. Next time. See ya. Thanks so much for spending this episode with us. And if you like what you heard, feel free to like, share, and subscribe. And of course, be sure to join us on the next episode of the Black Mom Diaries. Black Mom Diaries.